Thanks to our sponsors, Renault. The Renault Capture, the versatile, compact family SUV. I, I, a grain of rice. I, a grain of rice is going to tip the scale. Just remember that, then. There's a small bit of a needle there. Now, come on, Mayo. You've got to get Andy Moran into the game. Our mission was to show that we're no longer the whipping boys of Munster. Morning, Good gentlemen. We're back. We're back live. How are you all? Great. Very good, bye. Very good. Good stuff. Hoagie, nice of you to join us. You have the shades there, I think, of you. I do indeed. Do indeed, Dale. Full Mark. Mark Landers. Mr. Landers inspired me there a few weeks ago with his uh, cross ons <laughs> and his, his shades. So I said I'd see could I uh, follow suit. Sucha, Sucha. Uh, live, live this morning. No expense spared. Live from Mallorca this morning. And Hoagie. If you get a half an hour today, could you go over to Megaluf and see, could you find Miss Una Daly and see she's doing okay? I had to revolute her money last night, Hoggy. That's not a great sign. And she's only oh. gone since Monday, like. Oh, jeez. Right. <laughs> she's gone to, to water slides today, like. Yeah. yeah. Nice of you to join us, Hoggy. Take time out of the holiday. Or is it a, is it a junket from work, Hoggy? Are you overselling whiskey? Or? No, no. Unlike, unlike Mr. Landers, you know, I, I, I have to pony up this out of my own pocket you know it's uh, we don't get these nice business gigs so uh, well, I look, tell look, you look, know, off the stool po- there pony hey hey <laughs> pony up and out of my own pocket that's something that Brian Hogan you definitely haven't done for the <laughs> command racing club anyway I don't know where this is, I don't know where this is coming out of and I have Landis send me on your bank details I'll wire you the money I get kill this, day. No. this is just <laughs> go listen I'm not creating technology but all you have to do is go on to www.commonracing.ie <laughs> right. and hit right. the button that says pay now. Now, we <laughs> don't have a special one for the Kilkenny farmer, Kilkenny players, but we might make one night. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Landers, I, I'll happily do it at this stage. Just uh, This is scandalous. <laughs> I want to be legal representatives after this. <laughs> and then, Mac, Brian can be our ambassador for Goran Park then, can't he? <laughs> Oh, 100%. Himself perfect. and Charlie Carter, the two of them. And Charlie, yeah, yeah, perfect. Yeah. And Hoagie, you slipped up, like, because if you were, if you were a paid-up member, you would have got the information about Literatus at 33-1 to 1 on Thursday night. Yeah, I understand. Finished second. I, we were, I in, one word we were in the winner's enclosure, Hoagie, by, with about 25 or 30 members. What a night. What an <laughs> evening, now. Great crack. Was the DJ? Super, yeah, really good. Well done, well done. Yeah. You've great jobs. That's all I can say. Well, You've great we're, jobs. We're getting close. Well, it was on ten past eight. No one fairness like so. Myself and Mark no. work full days, yeah. nine to whatever, six or seven, Monday to Friday. You Very don't give much back to your clubs as well. I suppose that's the other side of it. Like you know, that's the other. <laughs> yeah, we were all, we were all done with the club from that. No, we were done. Yeah, yeah we were all done there. Like and Tuesday and Thursday. And we the next generation. And the next generation coming up behind as well. Like you know. Yeah, and. Actually, while, while, while we're on um, leisurely talk, last Friday, Dello, myself and Marco, we went to play a game of golf here in Limerick um, with South Liberty. Oh, did that go Yeah. Uh, I was invited. I was invited. Punchy invited me. You were in me. Paris? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, my team definitely made a record. We played one hole. We started on the tent. <laughs> we managed to play onto the tent. Then a deluge of rain came and the fog horn went off. We were called in. I happened to be just arriving back in the car park, trying to put my clubs in the rain into the boot. Mr. Landers arrived on. I said, Mark is called off. And to which he goes to me, great. It's <laughs> <laughs> a bit like my attitude to the golf. <laughs> great. So uh, we, had a few, we had a few beverages, Mark, and uh, 
things kind of work quieter than normal. So I think they're trying to run it maybe more professionally later in the year. In fairness, it's out liberties is always a great day out. So <clears throat> myself and Mark ended up in Davy Clark's Barnbrough. What a great Ooh. spot to end up in, yeah. And not sure exactly how this happened. I'm still asking Mark as to how we got around to this. We ended up playing 45 under the telly inside the door in Clark's, right? So we took on the cream of the crop in Bruff. Guys who like to talk about themselves being really good 45 players. Myself and Mark were drawn, we were drawn together. Clarky was playing, yeah, and, 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 we, and a couple of his locals. And we cast, we cast names, Dela. And who mm. came out together? The two of you. No. Uh, he, no, he's well handicapped, right? And I was carrying top weight, but we got drawn <laughs> together. So we're a good, we were a good match. <laughs> yeah. You won the money anyway. I saw a picture of you waving 20s. Go on, TJ. Finish it off, kid. It was, it was, we, we had a couple of rubbers, but it came down to the, the, the third rubber. And just for people listening out there, so I learned something new. But in 45, Marco tells me that a rubber in Cork is two games. So two, this is the first I've, I've ever heard of that. Yeah. So... In, in Limerick, it's always first two, three. So, yeah, we, we played for a few, Bob. That's, a, that's a marathon now. Three games out, first, like. First two, three, in, yeah. In 45. First to three. But we, uh, we, were, we were under the cash in the third one, which was kind of the winner-take-all. And um, I think we were two down. And we said, man, we drums. Yeah. T- talk about celebrations. Like, there, there, there won't be as big a celebration after whoever wins the All-Ireland final. We just kind of danced around the pub. We didn't really rub it in that much, Marco, did we? Dela, it was 42 25s, right? Clacky was 40 for the money and he was sitting beside me. I, I got a trick with the four of clubs. Clubs are up. Then I got a trick with the nine of diamonds. Oh, and I produced the three of clubs. Last puck of the game. Back of the net. Myself and the lad, we lifted, we trying for the game of cards. I can tell you, I never Shout see Clacky's jaw <sighs> down to the floor. <laughs> I did. He was to my right hand side, so he had to pay me, which is even more pleasurable. Yeah. I can picture I think... Larry on Twitter as we speak. He said they're five, yeah. they're six minutes in, and they're still talking about 45 in Davy Clark's <laughs> last Friday. Marco, yeah. you can rematch me in for later on the year. I won't play 45, and I might play the golf. Yeah. Uh, and just a shout out to, to, to Dermot Barry as well, who was oh, the, right, um, right, actually, the yeah. captain yeah. of Belly Neaty, in fairness. Dermot walks with me, and I hadn't seen him for five or six years. We dragged him along to Bruff with us as well. So. Thanks, Dermot. And we'll be we'll definitely get back to Bellinity and represent the club. Yeah, fair play, Chi. Uh, there's no doubt when you meet up, all right, there's a dangerous combination. I'm, uh, <laughs> I, I'm hoping the GA would go back to the extended season so I can keep away from you for a bit longer. <laughs> stay, stay busy, but uh, two weeks' time could be dangerous after that. But anyway, yeah, and that's we'll talk horses later on a small bit. Um, Larry has us. Larry's in kind of holiday mode, like you know, Hoggy. He's going, I think, Sunday, so... He's kind of he, he's he's anxious. We were down there yesterday, down in Kiri's. Uh, our thanks to Renault, sponsors of the show. Uh, great welcome there. It got rough. It got rough in the showroom, and the men, the Kenyan from Temple Derry, had to step in between myself and Marco. It was like the toss in the nineteen ninety nine Munster final. Great picture. He was picking heads. Yeah, TJ's in the boot of the capture there behind. A very small boss in your hurley market, no. Yeah. Well, Dale got the goalkeeper's holly, you see. I, I'm really? on the okay. traditional holly. That's my own holly. That was Larry's <laughs> it is, from when he was under 16. It's pretty new looking, Dale. Oh, okay, right. <laughs> yeah. Huh? It's pretty well, new it's... looking. Oh, Just yeah. Bought, yeah. yeah. Made by um, Skehels in Ardrahan. Uh, sent it down to me. 
Fair play. Lovely hurley. It uh, was yeah, used last night in training. It was used last night in training for about 40 minutes by Mr. Bobby Duggan, former Clare star. Was back to his best nearly and uh, broke his hurley. We won't say how. wasn't great, Bob. But uh, to take a loan to mine, I said, do you want to keep it? And he said, no. <laughs> so I didn't tell you. <laughs> Bobby thought it only. But anyway, no, lovely stick. Lovely stick. Uh, great stuff, lads. We said we'd, we'd leave it till Friday. Now we knew Hoagie would be able to join us when he'd get, come back from the water slides and things. So um, it's clear Kilkenny tomorrow. Uh, great old listen for people now. I'd say going up in the cars tomorrow and Sunday as well for people who don't get a chance this evening. I know it's Friday evening. Like you'd be going for your pint on Friday evening and discussing tactics and waiting for the teams. Unbelievable, lads, how quiet the build-up is in, this, in one way. I'll Ireland semi-final, maybe it's a split season. I know, Mark, you won't agree, but like it's the lack, kind of, isn't it a bit of the press nights and things? But sure, if you're a manager now, you'd have four weeks, possibly. I know Kilkenny did have four weeks in Limerick, but, you know, the, the Clares and the Galways, two weeks. You're not going to waste a night or any part of a night in the two weeks because what have you, four or five sessions? And they'd be light, maybe two good ones. Not going to waste it on press coming in for an hour and a half or that, etc. So I think you can't blame it, but it does lend to maybe lack of coverage, lads, and newspapers, radios, etc. Even if they're only sound bites, and none of us ever said too much, I suppose we learned from Kilkenny not to be saying too much. Um, like bringing on Hoagie on this show now, we can get a mine of information about the team <laughs> in a couple of minutes, but uh, no, back in the day, you'd never get anything, but at the same time, the sound bites still made headlines. Do you think that's TJ, that's something? Is it something that's maybe I, I, a few people said to me, you'd hardly know it was on, you know, and all the talk about eye gouging and fighting and everything last weekend and do you know that kind of thing. And, uh, I don't know. Look, maybe it's a whinge for me about that. Yeah, I, I, I did hear John Kiley and, and the Limerick guys, they did some bit of a press evening. All right. And I, I, I did see Henry did, did a few bits as well in, 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 in fairness to him. But I, just what you said there about sound bites, I think that all squads now they are really well prepared. They give away very, very little anyway. And we'll probably come to it in a while. And like uh, the points I have for the weekend is how are teams fixed in terms of injuries? Where are all the key personnel at? And it's, it's going to be a question about Limerick as to... What is the actual situation with Peter Casey and Keane Lynch? Are we looking at a possibility of one of them or two of them being in the 26? I think we are. Um, you mentioned already maybe possibly Aidan McCarthy could be in the 26 for Clare. And then we have, let's say, a Galway situation where we don't know what girl McInerney is. And we try to find out these things in these. And these are the type of things that make the headlines during the week. And then the reporters, the Larrys and these boys of the world have been very good to probe in these uh, press nights to find out a little bit of extra nuggets of information which make the news. So, um, I, I, I suppose from my point of view, I know that around Limerick there's plenty talk about it. Um, definitely the Keen Lynch and Peter Casey piece is making plenty of noise around here to know where they at, and we don't know is the answer. And I happened to be actually in a funeral in Galway yesterday evening. Um, selector in St. Thomas's with me, Kenneth Larkin, just sympathies to him. He lost his mam during the week. And I met a couple of Galway lads up there, and all the chat was about the game, and there was a bit of banter going on. So I think maybe under the cover, there's plenty of chat going on about the weekend. So we just mightn't see it maybe making the headlines in the paper, as you said. Um, no, I, I, I think the hurling folk among the four teams, um, there's plenty of chat about it. Interestingly, Dello, I just looked at. Uh, so, so obviously Limerick have played the least with the five and a half games through Munster, obviously winning. Kilkenny had six games, we'll say with the five games in Leinster and Leinster final. Clare have had the six and a half and Galway have had the most, which is seven games, right? But the actual scoring averages across the four teams, right? Scoring averages, scores far. There's only one point between the four teams, right? Limerick, 
and Clare are both he's up averaging all night, lads. One... He's up all night. Limerick and Clare are both averaging 127. Kilkenny Hoagie are averaging 224, which is the same. And Galway are averaging 126 across their games. So we're heading into an, a, a weekend where we have four teams and there's one point in the scores far between the four. Even scores against it, there's very little in it. So statistically, the way it is. Now, how do you weigh up how much of a little bit of a favour does the extra time give Clare and Limerick? Then from Munster, you're kind of looking over Leinster and saying, well, these boys played Leash and Westmead. Mm. So how much of a, of, 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 of a favour does that swing back to Munster? So it's, it's, it's interesting. And I think... A little bit optimistically, I think there'll be all camps looking at this weekend saying, do you know what? We've got a chance here. Yeah. I'd like to thank Colly Ryan there for producing the stats, stats there for TJ. Come on, Colly. <laughs> Doing a great job. He obviously had a selectors meeting during the week and he produced the stats then as well. So, fair play. But uh, it's, it's, I feel right. a bit like the odd man out there here today like because... Uh, the three of you are still left in championship and I was actually thinking to myself this morning that kind of your kind of head is going away the fact that uh, we're out of championship and somebody else is going to list the Lee McCarthy this year and there's a bit of that around Cork at the moment and then you must be getting you used see to the that now, like it's, it's 2005 huh? like since you lifted it so you must be getting kind of used to that eh? somebody else well, we were in the All-Ireland final when was the last time you were in Crow Park like come on now like it was probably for a Probably some rock concert or something more to your lads are there. So you, you definitely will be travelling in force. Like, and you've no complaints about Crow Park because you're always giving out about going to Parky Cueve. So, But anyway, you, you're, um, you're favourites this weekend now and I hope that one, that, that one try you off course. Like, the fact yeah, that you're favourites. You'll be, be shouting for your monster compatriots, I suppose, uh, all the way. Like, you know. uh, well, we'll get to that now in a minute. Like, We're, we're traditionalists down here in Cork. Like, so we'd have a strong feeling towards Kilkenny as well. Like. I he would, yeah. Step for wives. As they, as she... <laughs> Hoagie, how's the build up in Mallorca in the Irish bars? Oh, savage. It's a talk around the village here. Pedro down the road, he just can't wait for it. But he's, he's up to 90 years. I just think of their Landers and TJ and the story they're telling. There's an awful hint of the hustle or the colour of money off it. The boy is driving around in a car. I mean, calling into there and doing. Nice gentlemen out of their out of their, 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 their pocket money and heading on to the race course and hustling the boys out in the winners' enclosure. Who, who's Paul Newman and who's Robert Redford? You're right. Cowboys, we, we, two of them. But anyway, we are nice fellas, nice yeah. fellas. Yeah, I think you could be right. Take their money. I think you could Hoagie, be right, Hoggy. You know, they're two hustlers, by it. And Hoggy, yellow, trying to earn a crust here, you know. Correct, correct. Me, <laughs> and me Louise, the min, and Louise is driving from, the car. Me <laughs> here with, with the lads from the Shannon min, min shed after calling to me after being out to Scattery Island on a day out, and they called in for a couple of pints on the way back to Shannon. And I said, I have a horse going here, lads. Joe Kelly and all the boys, and, and which one? What colours he did? Oh, each way, each way, lads. I said, we're roaring, trying to roar at Rory, Rory Cleary. Is that the jockey's name, yeah? To, to push, yeah. Him out, push her out further. But uh, I, I got there a few bob back anyway with the each way. But the two boys are below and uh, free bear and stuff like that. And it's just hoggy. We're not living at all, kid. No, we're not. So it's me not. to you in Mallorca, like. <laughs> I still are saying Hoagie, that. Hoagie, one of these days, Hoggy, we'll call for you. You, we bring you That's on what the I'm road, worried about, you, That's yeah, what I'm yeah, worried yeah. about. 
Just tell the wife you won't see her for a couple of days. <laughs> uh, stop, you're off and men, you're off and men. So let's down to the, we're on a clock, like and we're 15 minutes gone already. With the build-up discussed. Um, yeah, Mark, you, you wouldn't be talking about it, but... Um, but um, yeah, on the, on the build-up there, though, you're right, though. It, it, it's, you know, I mean, obviously, Kilkenny, they're talking about it. You know, we had a match against as their challenge match last weekend and the boys were up hucking around Paddy and you whatever else and you know like you wouldn't you'd leave them off you're not going to ask the boys about the match that you know you wouldn't put them in that position but in general the, the conversation is it's only starting to build up and it's such a short run in you know and we're we've talked even at, at a national level about the opportunity for a midweek show to kind of you know review the matches in more detail give some of the other counties a bit more exposure earlier in the championship etc you know, with a shortened or condensed season, there is a real sense that it's kind of just been rushed through. You know, you, you, you know, there's you, you're missing out. You know, double headers in the weekends, and we've talked at a length. I know you've made your views on it. Like historically, you'd have the week between. You'd build up for for one semi final. Yeah. You'd analyze it. You'd you'd assess it post the semi final, and then build up to the next one. We don't have that opportunity. So there's, and then with a the condensed season, it really feels like it's you know it'll we'll be into the final and it'll be over before we know it you know um but anyway that that was my top on it it's 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 a pity you know it's there's two fantastic games this weekend now you know and there's a it does feel like there's a little bit of a sense of kind of almost the run the us before we realize it you know yeah we had a, we had a bit of lunch we had a bit of lunch there yesterday just after we had the, the photos to them with tony tony and larry South america and uh fair play tony for buying the lunch um nice to stump up um but um we were just saying even three more weeks would kind of give yeah. us that bit of breathing space. And I don't think it'll affect the club stuff, lads. I honestly don't feel, I don't get that sense. I know I'm out now, you're off and do Hello or playing Muskery and Immokili or playing CIT. And I know, I know the Cork Championship is everything, but I don't think three well, weeks will even affect you. No, no, that, that's just the divisional stuff and the colleges. That's the kind of preliminary stuff. But we'll be having a discussion again at a later date about what your county Clare and the county in Wexford when we had Tom Dempsey on that year totally going against the spirit of the split season telling clubs that wait till the inter-county team is finished and then we'll start the championship that is not the protocol from Crow Park the We're protocol from Crow Park is the championship that. starts the 24th of July I just want to confirm that that we will be having another discussion on that about your county and no, Wexford Clare gave, Clare gave a provisional date right I think I think of the Ninth, tenth for the start of the hurling, and then with the one provisio, if Clare are in the semi-final or the final, we'll be going back after the semi-final or the final. So yeah, that's yeah. all. Dello, Dello, one of the points I'm going to make is you're kind of saying about the season being so condensed. Yes, we're in a situation where for Kilkenny, right? Like they've had one championship game in six weeks. Right, they had two weeks break into the Leinster final. They played the Leinster final. They're waiting four weeks. In Limerick's case, it's one championship game in seven weeks. So it is kind of like strange to be kind of saying this is really, really condensed and everyone's kind of playing regularly. But then we have two teams who won their two championships waiting so long. And I was going to ask Cody there just to give us maybe a flavour of the Cody in fairness has been masterful at using that break of, let's say, four or five weeks historically between the Leinster final and the All-Ireland semi-final. So what's, what, what would be going on, let's say, in Kilkenny training for the last month? Hammer and tongs, 15 on 15s? Um, I say when I was playing, which is going a few years now, but but <laughs> you're right that 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 gap, you know, as well we had it down. He would have allowed the players 
back the, the week post the Leinster final, you go back to your clubs to be one, if not two rounds of club matches. And what we found, like, and obviously, look, there's a risk that lads get injured, but there's a risk they get injured in training as well. And it was very much his his outlook was very much, you know, your club players first. And I would have seen the benefit of it that lads are kind of certain lads are kind of stuttering through the early stages of the championship. They go back to the clubs, they're gone stale. They just can't get a bit of momentum. They go back to the clubs, they play one or two rounds. They may shoot the lights out. You know, there's two or three in, in particular that come to mind. And they come back and they're completely rejuvenated. They have a few, they have one or two, they have a couple of points after, you know, a good competitive league match at the club. There's a, there's a release. And as well, like I often found, any more than four weeks in together and things just become groundhog day. It becomes stale, you know. Whereas if you go out for a week, come back, three weeks is nearly ideal, you know. Um, a week to recover, a week to build up, and then a week to kind of wind down in preparation for a match. But um, that was generally the way we we worked at uh, TJ. But yeah, like if you're to have like kind of a, a three or four week, you're coming off an Leinster final now, it's very much a kind of a recovery week, very low intensity. Then that weekend, you're the following weekend, and you're starting to build it up. And that middle week is where you do a lot of the kind of, you know, full contact. You know, you might train, I know the boys went away on a training weekend. You know, that's generally where you'll kind of do a condensed kind of amount of work in a short period of time and then it's really kind of tapering it tapering it down you know um making sure as far as freshness you know that that's all we heard was making sure you're fresh making sure because again from a physical perspective the work is done you know months ago it's it's just keeping you know t- keeping the t- tipping up so it's more you know you're not doing any long runs it's all that kind of short reaction stuff it's all sharpening um in preparation for for the, the next match the semi-final so it's very much that kind of middle week where you'd be doing any of the kind of heavy contact you know the, the usual skin and hair flying matches you do try and replicate the match you're going to be going into it's 15 aside you do two or three of those you know maybe three three thirds um you know where you do 50 minute block high intensity come in assess go back out 50 minute block or if it's not going well three minutes and he blows the whistle and you know you're in trouble because he'll call you in and he'll make it very clear how that's not what he he's looking for and you go out and then you'll see the level but that's that's generally the way it works so yeah the boys would have had a f- couple of heavy sessions but it's not you know you can't you can't flog lads for three weeks either it's 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 you know it's fairly measured it's fair, look the same in limerick the same in claire it's all it's very scientific now that they're nearly listening to the the snc guys and and and, and the hurling coaches um, more so they're the guys that nearly dictate what they feel is 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 necessary you know and it's it's almost getting to a point now or at least it should be where certain players are being pulled maybe because of the workload they feel actually you know what this guy is is maxing out and we don't need him to, t- to take this session you know for fear of a hamstring injury or whatever and that's the way it's gone but yeah th- typically that's that's what we would have done everything is so tech techy now yeah. i'd say as well like you know they know exactly the the strength and conditioning guys, they know exactly if a guy needs to be pulled. And I think managers just listen now, whereas probably traditionally, I'd say, going back even further now to look Nan's time, like he'd he'd call it, like no matter what yeah. the, the physical fella said, he'd be telling, oh, he needs a bit more, but he might be wrong, but yeah. he'd go on his gut. Like, whereas now, if you take on one of these guys, you have to ultimately trust them, don't you? That yeah. uh, you have the preparation right and we trust you. It's all part of the, the management team. Yeah, it's funny, like I was chatting to someone uh, we'll have to keep the names out of it, but you know, personal circumstances arise, and there was a there was a conflict with one of the training sessions and whatever else, and uh, the uh, you know, but there was no question that that person wasn't going to be at the training session. You know that that was the first and foremost. But the ironic thing was, if the physio had stepped in and said, actually, do you know what, I don't want, I don't want that lad taking part in this session, 
for A or B, it would have been no questions, no issues. Grant, sit it out, don't even talk out, sit the stand. <laughs> you know, yeah. if it comes yeah. from a medical perspective, no bother. But if it's, you know, there's a personal situation arises, well, you don't, you know, you're here training. So it's, it's power that the guy is the medical side, which, you know, and rightly, to, to an extent, rightly so as well. You know, it's no one wants to be mm. breaking down this time of year. Yeah, well, TJ, like the only thing with that is I know it's the seven weeks and, and then I think John Kiley wouldn't have had it any other way. And Brian Cody, like in the, that's the value of winning the provincial title. You get your destiny in your own hands. You can plan out. You can have a break till the Friday, maybe. You know, you you can plan whereas you don't. And you don't have to go into the cesspit of the quarterfinals, like where we saw Galway scrape and through somehow by a point and clear. Looked like they were gone. So I, I don't know, like we could we could just play the Munster Championship and Leinster Championship lads and finish it off in April if you want. Uh, and play the finalists, play each other, Kilkenny and Limerick, and just play away the old final. They're like the Kilkenny Football Championship. Do you know, if it comes to that, we can go down that. <laughs> oh, we'll talk on that, that rabbit hole. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, Dello, in relation to Clare, um, I suppose they, they, I think they have a couple of questions in re- following on from the last day. Um, so first of all, the freeze. Obviously, they didn't go well. Um, I watched back the Munster final again and actually Tony actually missed two in, in, in the second half of the Munster final and then Peter took over and then the last way they taken over again. Do you see a change there? I probably do, but I thought I'd see a change the last day, TJ, if I'm being honest. I thought Dougie would hit him. He'd be the more recognised free taker. People might find that hard to believe of a certain vintage. But Tony traditionally didn't take freeze. Dougie took him in 18, let's say, when he was around, you know, um, when he's all-star and things. So... Um, yeah, I probably would. I t- I'd like to see it as well. I'd like to just see Tony that taken off him. Do you know that he just go and play his game and concentrate on that and not have to worry about hitting freeze because I think your man is a more regular free taker anyway. Tony can be unbelievably <clears throat> accurate. He just yeah. a couple he missed, I suppose, in the Munster final and then a couple early on the last day. So I don't know. I'd look, it'd be Brian's call. That's, that's, it might be Tony's call in lots of ways. You know, if he feels, call, yeah, yeah. Wants that's to one of the questions. Like, and and, yeah. and the other question I was going to throw at you is. I suppose the cornerback question is going to is going to be like obviously interesting to see. You know, like mm. Rory Hayes has been excellent up to let's say maybe a, maybe a point. Like obviously the Waterford game didn't go well for him. Once the final didn't go well in terms of conceding scores, and then the last day we know what happened. Now maybe because of what happened in the incident in his head, it might have been a little bit all over the place. So we went from that, but that's that's a big call as well for Brian, isn't it? It is, and uh, um, Keen Nolan did really well. You know, and Lee Chin was on form, but he you know he he manned up and and did a fair job and. Yeah, Rory wasn't, there was a lot of talk to Sunday night that he must have been carrying an injury, like eight minutes gone, but he played against us the following day in the county league centre-back and was outstanding, really, like, you know, he's flying it, so there's no injury anyway. Uh, maybe a hangover from potentially thinking, I'm out of this thing, you know, I'm gone, I'm out of it, and then you're back in on the Wednesday, and, you know, maybe that got inside his head, and maybe Brian felt that coming into the game, kind of said he'd chancing, things didn't go well early on, and whipped him early, so, I don't know, I don't know, I... Rohan will be, do you know what, Les, there's a lot of similarities. No, how can you compare Cody to anybody as a manager? But there's, you know, there's all similarities between even the Brian and Brian. There's you know, two fullbacks, two dogged characters. Um, no baseball caps. Two, yeah, and, and they do it their own way. I'd say, Rohan, I'd say if Rohan was, when he was thinking of going into this management crack, he, he would have studied a lot of what, obviously, Lucknane gave us. And he would have worked under various managers over the years, obviously. But, um I'd say Cody was was one he looked at strongly as well, and I presume Kylie. I'd say Lohan would have taken on. He'd be a good student of that stuff, and uh, but they're, they even remind me of each other to be, to be honest at times. So I'm looking forward to that as well tomorrow evening. I think that'll be fascinating on the line, like the the master against the pupil, if you like. But uh, yeah, Brian will Brian will call that. I'd say 
Keen Nolan is his type of defender, but there's no doubt Rory Hayes is a classy, classy player. And uh, yeah, know, definitely, he did have a bit of a bad, you know, Seamus Flanagan did take him a fair bit in the Munster final, and, and maybe even Desi did in the last match against Watford. So there, there's a few questions, but I'd say Rory could answer them. Will he get the call? I, I don't know. We'll, we'll know it tonight, but I suppose we'll only really know when to take off the tracksuits tomorrow, lads, in the warm-up. Yeah, I, I, I think he probably will. I, I, I think he'll go with Rory as a tried and trusted and say, look, depending on how training has gone for the last couple of weeks. The other thing that was going to throw up maybe Brian and Marco here was that Cody has been, I suppose, probably one of the best at finding, what do you call it, the weak spot or the weakest link in opposition for years and years and years. So like, what, what, what's he looking at here? The way Wexford maybe bombed a couple of high balls into Chain and McDonald and got scores. Are we looking at possibly maybe a Wally inside, Massey Cohen, TJ Reid inside? Like, is, is is that what we're looking at here, Brian? Yeah, I think <clears throat> I think so. I think um, even thinking back to you know, it's like you, you often found you know sitting back, you've been in a privileged position of being in the semi final already. You're looking at quarterfinals. You're looking at the opposition, and more often than not, they, tr- they either throw up chinks in the opposition you're going to be facing, or you spotted a style of play that they were that they were implementing. I remember we played we played Tip um, one year, and in the, the the match previous, we noticed in terms of their puckouts, they were looking for Brendan Marr and and Shea McGrath the whole time, which is obviously something they've been working on to avoid going long. So just even looking at the match pre- previously, sitting back watching that. You come into training on the, the following day or whatever and you start chatting with you. Do you notice that? You know, and all of a sudden then a kind of a plan develops that, right, well, we, we're going to shut that avenue down. And, you know, you're sitting there and you're watching Wexford and you're, they're delivering a couple of high balls in. And almost by, by chance, this, this kind of, you know, develops during the game where a couple of long balls went in and, you know, the boys, Conor Cleary and, and, and the lads kind of struggled with, with uh, Chin inside of McDonald's. And we know McDonald's is very strong in the air. But I think there's enough in that to, to, you know, to offer kind of one definite, you know, one one uh, one outlet, you know, for Kenny to, to try and exploit. Whether they'll go straight from the outset and, and start someone, be it, you know, it might be a bit obvious going with TG on the edge of square. It could be, you know, it, it, I mean, look, to be honest, the, all the boys are pretty strong in the air. You know, on Cody is no slouch in the air. Mm. Uh, they may look to try and isolate. And what they've typically done is try to have Cody inside with maybe Billy Ryan. Um, and then it'll be the de- it'll be the delivery of ball. It'll be maybe get the ball and try and deliver it as long as as quick as you can for maybe Paddy Deegan at an angle in and look for look for for Cody on the edge of the square or something like that. But I think at some stage they they will they will go that avenue. Um, you know, I probably would have myself felt there was an opportunity there, but I think Wexford has shown it definitely. Whether you can win it cleanly or there's a break off it, that the lads didn't didn't seem you know comfortable um, at stages with that, with that kind of ball coming in, which is the kind of ball that the Kenny lads love, you know. Mm. And I suppose you can expect as well, though, Mark, that Claire will have learned from that as well. And John Conlon will probably, they'll set up slightly different maybe when John Conlon will be closer to the full back line, you know, for that break of the ball. Because, line, yeah. 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 Okay, the first one went directly into the goal. You couldn't, you know what I mean? Mm. That's nothing, I suppose, the full, yeah. they, they did their job. No one got a touch. Aver took his eye off it. Second one was a breaking yeah. ball. Which yeah. Shin just reacted first to, and I suppose there was nobody really from the halfback line close enough to get back. And I presume yeah. the clear management would have learned from that as well. Yeah, but should, and to me, like there are so many things going on in the course of the game now, and every game, like, and I think fluidity is the big word that's being used now amongst 
forwards, backs, defenders out in the field. Some of these, you know, a lot of these moves are actually preempted in advance with chatting about it. And the players, very, very good players, can sense what's going on on the field of play. And Brian, Brian alluded to it. Would they start that way or would they change it up? Do it, show your hand too quick. There's so many changes go on in matches now. There is, there's a huge amount of, um, I suppose, a huge amount of tactics going on all the time. But for me, I don't really see TJ Reid, we say, staying at centre forward for most of the game. I, I, and I think for him, I think the closer to the square, for from a Kilkenny perspective, I'd be keeping him as close to the square as possible because, you know, we discussed Conor Cleary all year. He's a fantastic fullback, but he he's going to get blown for freeze. And as you often said, Dela, he gets a yellow card every game and there's nothing really, you don't really see anything serious. But, you know, from the last day, Galen and himself ended up with their holidays in their opposite hands on three or four or five different occasions. But I, I think TJ Reid could end up full forward. And whether you have a Wally, you see, Brian, he probably have nine forwards at the moment. And the question is whether he's going to start Wally or not. And, you know, going back to the original point that TJ made, to bring in a rabbit out of the head, when Wally started against Johnny Cohn and got man of the match, we all thought it was a smoke screen and it was a dummy team because nobody had heard of Walter Walsh before. Yeah. And Johnny Cohn was a hurling out of his skin for Galway the same year. And when yeah. he gets in, goes in, I don't think he got a goal and three points off him in the All-Ireland final. So, like, Brian Cody is a master of of those types of decisions. But it's mainly a fella that you've never, ever heard before and it's normally in an All-Ireland final. So, you know, Keen Kenny came on there against Dublin. I'd never really taken any major nor He got four points in play from corner forward and he looked really, really tasty. So, I, I, I think, Anthony, I suppose, look, will Conlon, will Conlon sit back? Yeah, he will. But John, I suppose, bought himself and David Fitzgerald weren't brilliant the last day. Uh, and Claire got over the line. I can see a big performance coming from the two of those lads on, mm. on, on Saturday. Uh, the question is what their role will be, obviously. But John Conlon is just, he's key for, he's key for ye to perform. So I don't know what I'd want him sitting back. I think if TJ Reid goes in full forward, I think John Conlon might end up maybe sitting at the edge of the D. Outside of that, Anthony, I, I think Claire will probably push on and go six on six. I, I would be guessing now or... Like, if TJ does happen to be centre-forward, Claire aren't going to leave him loose. I can't afford to leave a person TJ loose. So, I, there's, there's an awful lot of stuff, Anthony, that's going to, that's going to happen yes. and unfold in front of us. And a lot of it, I think, will be dictated by the 15 lads in the field of the play because they'll have a lot of it discussed in advance. So, yeah, and even with that, like, I know they're brilliant hurlers, obviously, but you can go kind of a route one, say, there's weakness there, let's get it in there early. You, know, you can overcook one then maybe maybe Richie Reed just overcooks one it goes harmlessly wide you know and then the crowd you can hear them moan and then maybe they're saying Jesus and they're in danger of, of pundits uh coming on at halftime saying this is you know this is um old stuff school stuff from, <laughs> yeah ancient hurling here and uh you know players like to be seen to be up to scratch and all that so there is a little danger in that hoagie that you can't really prescribe hundred no, percent like, what goes on. Yeah, no, no, look, I suppose we're talking the elite level. You know, there, there's no county team goes out and goes, this is how we're going to play. We're going to lure the ball in long to the edge of the square and be one-dimensional. Like, you're, you're you're expecting the players, and Mark mentioned the fluidity, you're expecting the players to, to understand 
what is happening in front of them. Play what's and that's what the way Brian would you know. You, you, you're, you're looking at what if a, if, a, if a move needs to be made, make it. You know, he would have always had the forwards, you know, there's no constraints on you. If you see an opportunity where you think, you know, you need to go into the edge of square, or whatever, do it. So, like, if that means, but you will have an A, B, and a C in terms of kind of how you would like to try and play, you know. So, it will at some stage look to try and isolate for years, look and try and isolate power on the edge of square. If we saw Richie on the edge of square, you know, you inherently know, okay, if we can get an angle ball in there, he's so good in the air, that's he plays on the shoulder. So, you, players will, will understand that, you know. So, that's, I suppose, what I'm saying. And you mentioned, yeah, Conlon will sit back. The player are going to know. And so, if Conlon does sit back, well, what do you do? Well, then you have to try and look, is the centre forward available? Can you pop a couple of balls at centre forward, yeah. which then forces Conlon to make a decision? Well, I need to push out or I need to pull a guy back to sit, hit him. But just on the Kenny forwards, I mean, yeah, we have about nine guys there, but there's very few of them have shown any consistency. You know, they've, they've started, they've been poor, and guys have come on and played well. And when they got the start the next day, they've been put, you know, aside from maybe two or, you know, two or three guys. So you're hoping, you know, for a few more guys to step up to the plate now on, on uh, tomorrow, but equally, what that does is because there's no set six, you know, the, the clear six forwards are much more settled. So yeah. you could say Hugh Lawler knows exactly who he's marking. You know, it, it'll be Duggan coming in there. From a clear perspective, you know, Connor Cleary could be marking any of six forwards. He could have Mossy Cohen there. He could have TJ there. He could have Wally there. He could have Cody. You know, he doesn't know which one of the six forwards. And the likelihood is he'll probably have two or three of them at, at different stages during the match. So could he could he have a namesake of yours from Dane's Fort, one Richard Hogan? Uh, who, uh, rumor yeah. mill has it that the boy might be starting to move well, and uh, Mr. Cody himself um, would be coming to the conclusion that he's ready to play a part. Uh, that's yeah. circulating around the Banner County Hoagie uh, this week. I should look, you know, us, you know, we all love a good rumor mill. You can't beat him. So, um, but yeah, I've I've heard the same. I suppose there, there's murmurings that that there's a there's a, a surprise or a change or you know in terms of selection. Um, again, the talk is that possibly Richie is is in contention to start, um, which would be great. I mean, he's been plagued by by injuries. Uh, the guy has you know it's well documented over the last couple of years, um, you know, and he's he's had to almost do his own his own uh, thing, if you like, with the medical team just to try and keep himself uh, moving. Um, it would be fantastic to see him back on the field, you know, in Crow Park. Um, I know he's um, I know he's he's been extremely busy. Obviously, he's just finished up um, work with the with the, the GPA. He's studying um, an MBA and he's also hurling. So he's taken a step back now from the work because he's himself and uh, his wife are, are you know, are, plan to, to, to do a bit of traveling at the end of the summer or whatever else. So I think he's very focused on, you know, making a big push now, you know, for this weekend and hopefully for another another day out. Um, so, yeah, yeah. I mean, look, I've heard the same rumors. I'd love to see him. I'd love to see him um, starting or, or at least coming on at some point, you know, um, yeah. because I think everybody in the country would. Yeah. Brian, except clear people, I suppose. <laughs> he's that good. <laughs> he's a game changer. Uh, Hoagie, can I just ask you as well? Um, TK, the speculation is that Mikey Butler would pick up TK. Mm. Um, he did it the, the last day with Carl Mannion, and he was way up the field at times. And yeah. The stories about Mikey like doing the water and training and all that, is that, is that factual, like that he would have been knocking around there and helping out? And, and uh, what a find yeah. he has been. I know you'd know more about him than most of the country. Yeah, um, 
I'm not exactly sure how Mikey got in. Like, I mean, Brian would keep the camp fairly tight, you know, even the backroom yeah. team would be fairly lean. And uh, but yeah, there was there was two or three seasons there where Mikey was uh, was Rackard's uh, helper, Rackard being our kit man. So Mikey would have been in the dressing room probably eleven or twelve, and you know, Mikey was hurling nuts, hurling mad, you know, as as you, all kids are at that age, and he was in throwing the the milk and the Lucasade and uh, whatever else into the bags, and he was out in the pitch. Then he'd be after training, and you know, sure TJ or Henry or the boys would be practicing freeze or whatever and there'd be a Mikey behind the goal pucking it back to him and uh, I uh, picture popped up on my phone there actually of a, of a club match we were playing Bally Hale in Thomastown and he was handing me a bottle of water and I sent it on to him after that so I was like Jesus uh, last change in a few years lad you know and uh, <laughs> Paul Murphy sent me an image of, <laughs> of Richie after the blade of Wexford Richie Hogan standing beside Lee Chin swapping jerseys and Mikey standing beside him waiting for the jersey and Richie was like Jesus Christ <laughs> He says, I never swapped jerseys for no reason. It was just something I never did. He said, Mikey asked me for, for Lee Chin's jersey. And he says, of all lads, if you stand beside swapping jerseys, he goes, Lee Chin, he goes. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but Mikey was was was, was water by that time. So, yeah, he was in there for a few years. And I suppose as he got older then, you know, um, that kind of had to had to move on. But um, no, great, great young lad. And uh, yeah, look, the talk obviously is that he uh, he's in pole position i suppose potentially and um, if brain so decides to to to, to do a man-to-man job on tony kelly yeah that he will pick him up um go on tj that'd be interesting brain because what, what, what i could foresee there you, you said peter duggan picked up you lawler i actually think peter duggan will line up at 11 right and i think that claire will expect mikey butler to pick up tk who will mm. then position himself at full forward right mm. and they'll play with tony kelly and ian galvin inside which now poses you guys a question are you leaving Mikey Butler full back now on Tony Kelly or are you kind of saying? So that's the kind of uh, the, the, the tactical intrigue that's going yeah. to happen early on in the game here. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, exactly. And, and it's, you know, we would have had situations like that before where, uh, I'm trying to think, was it, was it, uh, was it Corbett maybe came in and um, you know, when we played tip, you know, but if he came into inside, JJ took him, you know, whoever came in, JJ, but once he went anywhere beyond that, I think it was maybe Jackie was was detailed to pick them up. So I suppose what what, what you want is you want very to be very clear in terms of what you're trying to think of all eventualities, and you'll be very clear so that when that happens, players have clarity in terms of what their role is. You don't want a situation where lads are turning to each other, going, "Will you pick him up? Or will I pick him up? What will we do?" Um, and I've no doubt. Yeah, I mean, everyone is talking about the fact that it's probably be Mikey that will pick him up. So I'm sure Claire will come with some sort of 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 of, uh, of trick or game plan to try and you know throw Kenny a bit. Um, if he starts in the edge of the square, I mean, I would I would I would let you take him. Um, and then if he does go wandering, Mikey knows then straight away you just swap and Mikey picks him up. I mean, the good thing with Mikey is he has no he's no issues unlike say himself or other lads where you get nosebleed when you went beyond midfield. Mikey is more than comfortable going up the field. What I, what I really liked, the Galway match, he was in front of me there in the first half on Mannion. He wasn't just stuck to Mannion, you know, trying to stop him. As soon as Kilkenny gained possession of the ball, he was gone. He was forcing Mannion to mark him. He was gone and he was looking for a, a return pass. He was looking to get on the ball. Maybe there's an opportunity for a point, you know, and that forced Mannion then to have to go, Jesus, you know, <laughs> I, I'm marking him. So, you know, he's more than comfortable out the field getting on the ball and playing. So that'll be, like, that's a really intriguing um battle if it if it if it does develop look it's a huge huge ask for mikey he's had a great year fantastic year but um i mean really this is this is 
this is the, this is the, the 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 litmus test, isn't it? Like, I mean, of all the players in the country to be detailed to man mark. I mean, to, TK and in the form he's in, I mean, yeah. no one's expecting him to, yeah, to hold. I, his I suppose for Brian, look, look, going back to the Wexford game, and and maybe there was a bit of a hangover on on the full Clare team, but Shane Rick did an unbelievable job on TK, yeah. and it's actually when Shane Rick went off. Now I know Clare as a team were coming, but TK was. Part of that recovery as well in that last 15 minutes. But, you know, I don't think any two games are going to be the same. And I would be backing TK to turn up trumps, no matter who is going to be marking him on Sunday, because your best players are still your best players. They may have an off day, but they know, and I know that Tony Kelly will know himself, that Claire's chances will revolve around, I think, his performance. Not not only that, but if Tony Kelly goes well, I think the Clare team will go very well. Yeah, that's a fair that's a fair way of putting it, I'd say, Mark. And you would, yeah. Shane Rick did a fair job. A lot of talk that he was he was he had a vomit and bug and you see, I mean, you hear all these things here, you don't know, but yeah. and that he wasn't that well all week. Um don't know, don't know. But Credit to Shane Reck, I suppose he did his job, and and Wexford. I, great, big thing, big job. thing for me is 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 the learnings for Kilkenny, and you spoke about it, Brian Watch and sent being able to sit back and watch. And Wexford got a lot of their matchups right, like uh, Connor Davis and Ryan Taylor. We didn't really see Taylor till the end of the game. No, he did come up with a few big plays at the end, uh, vital ones as well. No, in our comeback. Um, so I think he'll have learned a fair bit. So fascinating overall, TJ. Hard one to call. It is like the deaf dog. It's it hard to call. Um, the other one will probably be set opinions on it. I mean, oh, you might be a little bit different now and you'll be playing yeah. the, the, the three clubs, but this one is hard to call. Um, I think so. You know, form wise, Kikini, we hadn't seen him. Topsy Torvey and Leinster came trumps in the Leinster final, as is their way. Uh, Claire, fantastic Munster final, roller coaster, had to try and dig it out against Wexford, did dig it out. So, Hard to call where everybody is at. Yeah, I, I think maybe there's a bit of improvement in maybe all teams required over the weekend and maybe whichever team finds that <coughs> maybe peace that over those coming weeks. Like It is possible that Cody could find maybe 10% in the four weeks and he just might have him humming. Uh, Patrick Walsh isn't the fellow we spoke about, which there was question marks about the Lens of Finals and why he didn't start. And will, will we see him? Will be in the middle of the field. Adrian Mullen has been scoring well and doing well from the middle of the field. So I suppose they are the question marks. Um, I, I, I just think, you know, since the start of the championship, that Claire and Brian Lohan's curve is on the way up, right? Um, they haven't been beaten in 70 minutes. We know, obviously, Limerick beat him in extra time in the Munster final. You'd have to be impressed the way things went wrong for them. Like there was a six-point swing with the ball from Ian Galvin that hit the crossbar that went down and ended up in the net. And usually in games, when things like that go against you, you can kind of end up saying, Jesus, it's not our day. They found a way. And that's what really good teams do. And you have to be impressed with that from Clare. There's no distractions into the semi-final either. Like, like that stuff that went on with the lads and potential suspensions, that doesn't help the old the, the mm. chat on the press. That's gone. And as you said there, the panel, like Mark Rogers getting a bit of game time, like what Shanahar did the last day and you said then he did afterwards for his club. I can only imagine that he's like literally chomping at the bit in training to kind of say, look at me, which is a big plus for the management team. And you've added in also that Aidan McCarthy potentially could be back, which is not a big plus for Clare in the 26. That's driving standards even higher. That's kind of making sure the fellas in the first 15 are really 
on the ball and making sure they're minding the jersey. And I would say that whatever about Cody spitting in the hands, I'd say Lohan is definitely rubbing the hands as well this week. And I would say we're in for a tremendous battle. We we also know that potentially these these two games are play to finish. We could have extra time. We could have penalties. We we won't talk about we won't talk about what happened last weekend. But that's also on the cards. But if you, if you, if you're asking me to call it Dale to start the ball rolling here. I am going for a clear victory here. I just had liked what I've seen all year. I think they'll win. Kikini have been beaten twice. I think there's a question mark about their midfield and their forward. Not so much the individuals, but maybe their forward makeup in general, right? Mm. And I just think, for me, Clare will shade this in normal time by a couple of points. Okay. I won't ask Hoagie or myself to call it because we know we'd be both giving the edge to our own fellas. Marco? Um, I presume Conor Fogarty will play he played the whole 70 minutes the last day midfield I know there was James Maher Killing Buckley Richie Lahey there was a lot of experimenting as to who Adrian Mullins partner would be but I think Conor Fogarty coming in playing the full match and they winning and winning well for a finish that would decide that he'd play unless there's anything cropped up in the meantime but Mark what do you think of it overall it is a fascinating one Ash, Anthony, I, I think you, you summed it up at the very start by saying it's a very hard call. I mean, the other semi-final, will, I would say, would suspect is a little bit easier. I, I'm i a huge Kilkenny fan, as you know. Traditionally, I would be very, very supportive of them. And I think the month that they have had actually will be good for Kilkenny. I think there was a lot of emotion around the Leinster final. We saw that after the game. And, and I'm yeah. sure... You know, the week that, that that went after that, that, that fellas were able to let their hair down. And it's great to be sitting back in the long grass, preparing for a semi-final, knowing you're there and you're going in as as, as Leinster champions. I suppose you'd have to be... I'm really impressed with Clare since the start of the year. And not alone, like, uh, for the Munster final, the match down in Ennis, Clare were excellent that day as well. And because Limerick were looking for... You know, the, the, the late score to equalise the game. Now, uh, Limerick didn't play with a full deck that day, uh, which I suppose would, would, would have lent towards Clare winning it possibly. But I think overall, Anthony, um, I think overall Clare, for me, have done enough. And I know they're favourites, and, and it's been a while since they've been in Crow Park. But I think they have enough in the locker, Possibly, and, I, and I'm looking at. I, I'm actually where I'm looking is, is the Leinster final and the line of form because I thought, I, having seen Galway up close against Cork, I thought it'd be slightly better, I must say. And going back to the Leinster final, I thought Galway, if they got one of the goals, they might have pushed on and won it. Now, I think Kilkenny were deserving winners on the day, but there is a much between those two teams. No, I know the Leinster fans kill me for saying this, like, but, but with 15 minutes to go against Clare and Wexford, it looked like there was going to be three Leinster teams in the All-Ireland semi-finals. Now it's ended up with two, two months or two Leinsters. But I just think the form of the Leinster teams is slightly behind what we've seen in Munster. And I'm not being, a, being biased, it's just having seen the Galway-Cork game up close, I, I, I thought Galway would, would be better. So... I'm I'm a I'm a bit of a farm student. We get it wrong from time to time. I, I'm going to stick my neck out here, Dela, and go for your own county. Oh Jesus, you have it no hoggy you know, and he's after giving us the nod. <laughs> the kiss of fucking debt. <laughs> Lord, don't be listening to this podcast on the way up, will you? <laughs> I'll see you tonight. 
<laughs> yeah, it should be it should be a cracker, lads. I, I I find it desperately hard to call it. Who who play well in the day? I think that, that's that's the thing. Like who the if you're few of the big guns, if TJ and Cody and them, if they play really well, Adrian Mullen, it's hard to see Kenny beating. If Kelly O'Donnell, you know, that's the kind of way it is. Maybe off the bench. That's why maybe I think TJ. Maybe you might hard to see you'd ever say that about playing Kenny, but um, unsettled. I think he's tried seventeen. Players from eight to fifteen in the six matches, and Richie Hogan would make it eighteen. That's a lot for for Kenny. Like traditionally, yeah. you know, we couldn't only really name the team, but but that's a feature, Brian. Of and we leave it at this because I know Larry's in the holiday mode and he's packing the bags and everything. But it's a feature, maybe of that's Cody. If you if you don't do the business, someone else will come in and do the business, especially with week on week games. Yeah, Brian's always going on about he's not interested in settled teams or settled positions. He picks on form, which is. Is fine, but at the same time, we have a midfield. I know how many different combinations we've had in there, and Fitzgerald has been outstanding for Clare in the middle of the park. And I'm, you know, Mullen is great going forward, but someone's going to have to pick him up. And it, okay, if Connor Connor starts, Connor is probably the guy that'll be detailed to do it. But there's a there there, you do like a certain amount of consistency, or you know, there to build kind of patterns. You know, and TJ mentioned it. You know, the the fours we have. There's been a lot of change in the movement and. You know, players have some players have struggled to put two and three games together. So I'd be a little bit, you know, that that piece of it, you know, you'd be a little bit worried about. But you know, again, to Mark's point, you know, that lead in that four four weeks or whatever it was that like, Kenny, that's absolutely ideal. Like for for from like a Kenny perspective, from Brian's perspective, that's what he loves: getting hold of the lads, circling the wagons, and building this kind of mentality this, that we're going to war. And you know. From a clear perspective, they'll experience a bit like what they faced against Limerick. That intensity, that claustrophobic kind of, you know, intensity where they're going to be hit, they're going to be put in the back foot. Kenny are going to look to grind them down. It's they're not going to want a nice open, free flowing match, you know, where Tony Kelly can roam the park. So, clash of styles, mm. a clash of you know players. It's, it's I'm, you know, I'm really looking forward. It's not too often we play Clare and this stage of the championship over the last number of years, you know, I think there was a, there was a sense of relief of Austin Wexford having played each other so often before, you know, that it's, it is, there's a freshness to it. And look, it's going to be a, it's going to be a and, cracker. And I can't wait. Yeah. That's a very, that's a very valid point. What Brian is saying there, Anthony, is that the fact that they haven't played each other a whole pile, that could lead to a real good cracker of a game. A lot of scores, you know, there's no hassle. Do you know, do you know where some players will bring yeah. baggage from a game maybe last year or the year before? There won't be anything like that. And there'll be a lot of sussing out. I think this could actually be the game of the season. Okay, if, it, if it trumps the Munster, card, a Munster final, I'd say. Oh, yeah. It's one absolutely. of the greatest semi-finals ever. Like, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I have a feeling as well. Yeah, there's no angst really. Yeah, to be good old rivalry, great mm. league games over the year. We haven't met that often. Since 97, no. great victory for us in 97. Kilkenny have had the best of it easily. Draw in 04, Kilkenny winning the replay. 06, a good game. Yeah. Late goal by Henry, probably put the scoreline a bit lopsided. But good game, good battle. Lohan's last match, Shawnee's last match. Um, so, yeah, one of those things. Yeah, so looking, mad looking forward to it. Can't wait. I'm on duty with Mr. Jackie Terrell. I think relations are so good, Hoagie. There's even talk of a pint afterwards between the two of us already. Who? who? Texts. Who's roughing it? Uh, is, it is it Fergal Horgan or is it Young Walsh? Fergal Horgan and Thomas Walsh doing the fun on there, Mark. So, you know, two of the rest that love to live. I mean, so. he, there's, there's the ingredients there now straight away. God, if, yeah, the referee could have a play, part to play here on Sunday. 
That's for sure. That's for sure. And look, really looking forward. It's, it's, I love the weekend for the semi-finals. I have to say, even if we were in the old format, longer season, and I love, I love the weekend concept. I think it's great. If the hotels in Dublin run a bit cheaper for the Gosh. public, I think that's the and the Limerick crowd yeah. know they're so good. Mark, they have all the rooms booked up. They have them all booked. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you know, the Cork lads don't be doing that anymore. There was a time you could book the Burlington when you were pulling out on the Monday <laughs> to get the train. <laughs> that's, that's gone. Sunday, lads, half three, traditional time, uh, two traditional big guns. Obviously, the big Kenny being the dominant force, your team, Hoagie, obviously. Now, the big giant is the big green giant uh, going for the fourth at Ireland in five years, going for the elusive three in a row. Uh, heady times, TJ. Unbelievable times for you as a county, um, and I suppose everyone f- tipping that you'll win. I, I, I did honestly think that Cork should have beaten Galway, but I do think maybe Galway are slightly better equipped to take on Limerick with the physicality and the size of the men. Gerard McInerney would be a huge blow if he's out of the equation because that might mean a rejigging, and that probably brings Brian Concannon into the play from the start of the match or one of them anyway. And um, I think Joseph Cooney. You see Joe Cooney going backwards? Well, if he does, it takes an awful lot away from, you know, Dermot Burns having to mark him and things like that, you know. So, yeah. um, great interest, TJ, in, in what Henry can come up with, you know, and you, you have a bit of an insight there as well with, with, with Kevin. And, uh, you know, what can they do? Like, you haven't really been. Top form. It looked like everything was going nicely coming into the Leinster final. Malfunctioned the Leinster final. Not hectic the last day, but got there. So, nice way for them to come into it as well. Perfectly set up for them, I will agree. Um, I, I felt the last time I said it here, I, I didn't think they got the credit they deserved for beating Cork. Like they, they were, the Cork were two points down and then like Galway found a way again and they went five points up. Um, the, 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 again, the panel having Grod McInerney fit will be key. Joseph Cooney is their top scorer from play with 217, which is some return so far. Um, the league match this year, and I suppose we're all going to say that the league didn't really matter that much to Limerick, but it's psychologically Galway won that game. I know Grod Hegarty was sent off, but the matchup and the physicality that night, and it looked like as if both teams got themselves ready to some degree to target that game. And Galway will take a certain amount of solace from that to say that they did match up physically, Delo, and it, <clears throat> it did work very well for them. Um, what, what, what are the real positives for Galway here? Just as you said there, they won the last day. They, as a unit forward-wise, they probably wouldn't have been overly happy. Um, the other big positives for them is Conor Whelan looks like he's back to somewhere near his best, and that's a big plus for an inside forward. I think if they can get their half-forward line winning ball, and if they can get a better return on their own puck out, they'll, they'll have to do that. They'll have to do that. Um, what, what, what match-ups are we looking at here? Are we looking at Gerard McInerney following Hegarty? Are we looking at Finton perhaps possibly following Tom Morrissey? You were and saying that, inside... TJ. Sorry, can I just cut in, TJ? You were saying that kind of on the Gerard McInerney. We're, everyone isn't really ruling him out, like... My my belief Lally, is the was... Lally, you've been have you been on to Kevin? I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I, I, I believe he'll pick up Hegarty. The, the key for Galway is Galway's full back line to date has played reasonably well. Um, Darren Morrissey has gone very well. Um, obviously, we know it dies, uh, and, and, and Jack Joe O'Connor has played really, really, really well. 
what, what, what matchups are we looking at there? Darren Morrissey had been detailed already to pick up TJ Reid, and he did a good job. Um, will Darren Morrissey pick up Gillan and then Dahi Brock pick up Flanagan? I suppose that, that is the key question there. And I, I expect that to do, right? I think Galway will have would to be would brave. You not, would, you not think, would you not think that, I know, I know, but Gillan, like the, the knacky catching and that, would you not want Dahi on him? Like, and Darren has had a brilliant season, don't get me wrong. And, and Jack English, yeah. as you said, outstanding, the last man of the match. Um, would you not want Dahi for the just Gillan? I know Tej is brilliant in the air. I don't get me wrong. No, one of the greatest ever in the air. Um, would match up with, with Richie Power as, as Hoagie was starting. But, but just Gillan's neck of maybe what we saw against Tip, you know, the necky way from behind, and you do want the real experienced, you know, four to four or five time All Star on him for that and stop that threat. Great point, and I'm sure they'll have tossed that around. And I suppose that 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 is one of the questions that we won't know for a while but do you want Dahi away from the edge of the square then that's the flip side of that isn't it like more like Galan is now I know as Marco said a while ago there's a lot of fluidity in the play anyway but Galan tends to play in that right corner and I don't think they like to take Dahi away out of there but they, they, they are some of the questions and then you've got Padraig Mannion um, so like the bench for Galway the last day they, they had a couple of guys who came on and got scores Johnny Cohn um, Jason Flynn uh, Dave Brooks been playing well in the middle of the field steering them around so the game management here, um, it's a different game for Galway. There's more physicality against maybe the pace of Galway around the middle. Like, you know, Galway man Matt Darif, it's given in the middle of the field the last day for Cork. So it will be interesting to see what they pinpoint in Limerick as to where they're trying to go after. Galway will have to be brave in all areas. They'll have to go after it. They'll need an increased performance from their forwards. But it's there. I, I think we all know it's there. And... I think history will also tell us, and Brian probably will tell us as well, like there's always a day in Galway. There's always a day when things click for them, when their forwards can just open up and, and, and really have a go. And, you know, going back the last couple of years, Galway haven't been far away from Limerick. Dillo, even like two years yeah. ago, well, hasn't, hasn't been much in it. So I, I, I think there'll be a lot to be optimistic about. I know Limerick are favourites and entitled to be. You know, they're unbeaten still. They're last year's champions. They're back in Crow Park. You know, their panel potentially will be getting stronger with the boys back. And look, there's, there's an awful lot there. I suppose maybe from, from entitling Limerick to be maybe the, the people's favourites. The, the, the one question Does I ask is... Start? I, I would say no for me. I, I didn't get a positive vibe off John's statement. I don't know is the answer to the actual question. I think he'd be in the 26, but I don't think he'll start. I don't think, I don't think Peter will start. I'd say you'd be hoping at some stage they might be able to get some game time. But the seven, one game in seven weeks, will that be a factor or not? John and Paul and, and, and all the guys involved in the Limerick Beckham team have proven over the last number of years that they're experts in having the team right for the day. And I suppose, look, I was talking to Ken Whelan um, in the Tipperary races on Thursday Mark, uh, the, the former jockey and jockey's agent now, and he was making the point to me that anybody could train a horse or anybody could train a team. But the difference with really good people is they can train a team or a horse for a day. That's the key. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's, it's a lovely, it's a, it's nearly a free build up to Mogie, isn't it? it, it like, Shefflin and this, like, picture now we're talking about the two lads tip clear to be in the final. Like beating Kilkenny, right? Okay, whether that's wrong or right, I don't know. But like at the start of the year, if you were saying Henry going to Galway and the potential they had and all, and we yeah. we, we didn't think there'd be a free shot semi final for them nearly like this. No one would be giving them a chance. No one would be tipping them to take on the might of Limerick. And yet there is a there could be a day in them. Like 
Yeah, um, you said it. There's always a there's always a day in Galway when they click. When we played them, that was the you know the thing with them. If you, if you gave them oxygen, they could they could hurry off the pitch. You know they had so many hurlers, they had so much ability. The idea was to keep them, was to suffocate them, to make sure you didn't give them a chink of light that they felt they could go and hurl. Um, so you're in your face, you're you know, and you're you're doing what you have to do. And I think there's no team better equipped to do that than Limerick, uh, where they'll just physically impose themselves, they'll do, impose their own game from the, the outset. Um, I do think like you can only go on what you've seen, you know, over the over the season so far, over the last couple of games. And my fear for Galway is that I we've talked about their physicality and their big lads and their team are big unit. But, you know, I suppose in the backs for sure. And I think McInerney is a huge, um, hugely important for them because, you know, he he's that anchor, if you like. And he had he had been having a good season and it does allow Joe Cooney then to push up and you can see some of the matchups working out nicely. My fear isn't the other end. Just where outside of Conor Whelan are the big baller winners going to be when the match is in that, the melting pot? You know, against Kilkenny, they were all flat, but they never looked like, you know, they, they go up, you know, looking at it as I looked at, they, they they went up hoping to win the ball, as opposed to going up saying, I'm going to win this ball. You know, when the ball goes down on top of Tom Morrissey or Hegarty, or you see it on its way, you're nearly backing the boys to, to win it. You know, that's the way it is. And you're you're thinking, can you just keep it out of their hand? You know, and it's the same with a couple of other players. Um, Connor Cooney and 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 Mannion and uh, you know, they kind of they've had they've had patches, but I wouldn't be confident that, you know, these guys are going to win the ball and grab the game by the scruff. And that's going to go, that's ultimately, you're going to have to do, someone's going to have to do that to ask questions of that Limerick defence in some way. Um, and I just, outside of Conor Whelan, you know, who's been a consistent threat, you know, but at times on his own, really, you know, I don't feel the, the Galway forwards have, have they've, they've loads of hurling, you know, and they've loads of ability and they can do it. But I just don't think maybe whether it doesn't come naturally to him or what, just to, to really kind of step in and physically impose themselves. So I'm going to, I'm going to, and I know that's something that Henry will will have been working on, and you can see it already. You can see it in the last number of games the, the work rate, the the the, mm-hmm. the way that they're they're tracking back and getting hooks. You know, you think Cotton Mannion's block there, he was fully extended, broke the hurdle block, and would he have done that last season or the season before? Maybe, but it would have been a bit more sporadic. Whereas you do see them, you know, much more kind of committed to that style. But again, they're going to need to do that for seventy five minutes. They're just going to need to be relentless, and then bring in the likes of your. Again, you're Evan Nylans and these guys off the bench who, again, will shoot the lights out if the ball has popped out to them. But will they get down and dirty with, with, with John Finn and these guys and win a, win a dirty ball and recycle it? That's the, the big question I have of for Galway because without doubt, Limerick will do it and they'll do it all day and they can bring lads in that'll do it. They'll make the ball talk as well. But again, as we always say, you have to earn the right to hurl. And, you know, that's, that's what Galway, I think, need to do but saying that you know they're, they're neighboring counties and there's nothing like playing your neighbors and lads you know to bring you up a level um and you know i think henry again as best as possible will have these boys you know have the lads prepared so i think it'll be a cracker of a match i think it will be, be you know close in uh, for, for most parts but again I, I i just can't see anything other than a limerick win to be honest yeah i think i think that's what most people will be saying hoagie mark I I've watched Limerick now three times without Keane Lynch, and I, I, I I'm not as fear in in as much fear of them from a Clare man's point of view as with when he's in the team, and I I think he's the kind of Tony Kelly 
for Lim for Limerick, and when he's not there, I I I just don't see them as the the monsters that they you know the last two years they've been and the two COVID All Irelands, if you like, um, with half crowds and no crowds and the lonesomeness of the whole thing, and they were they were uh, you know a sight to behold, really in full flight. Nobody could live them even more for at their best, like couldn't control them. So, but I think Keane out of it, and I'd be shocked, TJ, if he's fit that Kylie wouldn't go with him, but. Maybe that's the confidence he has in him. We saw Shami Flanagan yeah. stepping up the last day, Mark. But it's like going yeah. by the league match. Go back to the league match. TJ references. Geez, that night I thought this could be this could be the All Ireland final, and we're getting it now in the All Ireland semi final. Yeah, but sure, come here to me. <laughs> we hung our hats in the league on Waterford, and look what that look what that led us down to. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like Cork as well being in the league. But listen, for me. The Keane Lynch, Kyle Hayes big, is the big question mark now because Kyle's hasn't been a success in the forward line. And I think I think if Kyle is looking at an All-Ireland final, and I'm very clear-cut in this, there's nothing other than a Limerick victory for me on Sunday. And I think they'll win with a bit of spare now, to be honest with it. They certainly, if it, was in, if it was in racing, there could be a possibility that the handicapper could be putting them up about £12 after Sunday because... I think Kilkenny, I think the, I think what I've seen from Galway so far, you know, I'm I'm not impressed with them to be fair. Early in the season, yes, the Henry factor, all that kind of stuff, but the Leinster final for me, the match against Cork, having seen it live, I just said to myself, I, I don't see there being massive upside at all in Galway. Yes, there's a day in every team. This Limerick team are like a well-oiled machine. They don't do bad performances. Uh, they're coming to the business end of the season. They won in All-Ireland last year by 18 or 20 points. And we're thinking that possibly Galway could puck it out to them on Sunday. There's no chance of that on Sunday. The biggest thing for, for Limerick is they'll be getting their team ready for the All-Ireland final against Clare. That's what they'll be looking at. Sorry, Hoagie. I, <laughs> I, think, I think the boys, I think Clare will get through. Um, well, if you have Limerick winning so easily, Kylie Claire has to win. Come here. The question Kylie will have to be answering this weekend, right, is what am I going to do with Kyle Hayes for the All-Ireland Final? What am I going to do with Keane Lynch? I need to get a game into Keane Lynch because I can't spring him. I can't start him in the All-Ireland Final and he, he tears a hamstring after 20 minutes. A bit like Henry a couple of years ago had a huge detrimental effect on the, on the psychology of the team taking off the best player 20 minutes into the game. So... For me, Delo, and, and Kylie has he's made hard decisions. You know, Richie English was the, was a standout cornerback, got injured, failed to come back into the team. You know, will Kylie put back Kyle Hayes, wing back? Which one of the backs is going to lose out? There's some hard decisions, but I I see Keane Lynch definitely starting at the weekend, and the question is who's going to be left out for him. Yeah, that's it's a huge conundrum, I suppose. Um, is there room for them all up there? Um, maybe with throwing a curveball with Kyle on the edge of the square and forcing Galway's hand to leave Dahi Burke because of the sheer size of Kyle, Glenn the corner, Flanagan the other corner, maybe. Um, and 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 Keen Beck, but TJ doesn't think he'll start so and TJ knows more than we always uh know on Limerick, so um. Yeah, I think, lads, this could be a twist in this mark. I don't think this is as clear cut. I think, Jesus. I think, yeah. honestly, no, I think, right, I think all was looking okay for Galway. They beat Kilkenny and Salt Hill, okay, just tight. 
they should have beaten Wexford the drawn match. Um, they were they missed a lot. I like, I like the, I suppose they did against Kilkenny. They were flat the last. I think the Leinster final drained a bit out of them. I think the side shows about the shake hands and everything got in the heads. I think Cody kind of won that battle in some ways for the Leinster final. I, I'm not saying Henry if he's new to it, uh, this this level, Cody would would be totally in his own zone there. I'd say. I just think there could be a day in him. I'd be worried if I was a Limerick man. I still think Limerick will come through. I'd be worried though. Layoff and, and Galway been written off and they've been traditionally very, very dangerous in semi-finals. I don't think it's as clear cut. Um, you know, is, renting, is renting tactically that you can see being thrown here? Like w- One of the things, like each game as we know is different, right? Like the way Galway have been playing with lining out Cahill Mannion at 15 and then he's deployed, let's say, further out the field. And then obviously the last day, Brian, uh, Mikey Butler followed him nearly everywhere. Even when, mm. when Cahill Mannion came back to the 45-yard line as far as as deep as that, Mikey Butler followed him, right? Limerick won't do that, right? So we have potentially a different game there. And like Cahill Mannion will get a bit of space on the middle of the field, a little bit like Tony Kelly did. So... That potentially is a plus for Galway if they can get their go- their game going. Yeah. And I look at I, I, I think Hoagie touched on it. I'd love to see a bit more consistency from Conor Cooney. He's a fantastic hurler. You know, you would have seen him up close, TJ. He's a fan, but you're just not Brilliant, at eleven, yeah. I'm not so sure. And would would that chance pop and wheeling out under no circumstances would I take Joseph Cooney out? I I I start Johnny Cohen in the backs of a hat I leave Joseph Cooney left half forward on Dermot Burns. I might start with Whelan at centre forward. You know? Here's a curveball. Here's a curveball for Galway people, right? Even going back to that league game, the guy who started centre forward for Galway in the league game was Jack Hastings from the Mellos. Big, strong, right, different yeah. type of play. Yeah, different type of player to your Kyle Mannions and your Conor Whelans and Brian Cannons, and he did a job for them. And it didn't. It maybe allowed, let's say, a Conor Cooney to maybe be more in the hurling side of it rather than being in the in in the thick of the physicality as a centre forward. So. It's possibly something like that. And Henry being in those Kilkenny setups for years and stuff, we might know that maybe something a little bit different, something brave or a little bit curved is required. So it, it, it is possible that we could see something a little bit different. And I'm with you, Delo, that, that yes, Limerick have done really well to get to here, given, let's say, the, the top quality players they've been missing out of their squad. Um, but... If you go back to the Munster final in the second half and Limerick and Clare, yes, it was a brilliant occasion. Yes, it was a brilliant game and we all remember it. But I think both Limerick and Clare will look back on that and say, you know what, there were scores that we missed and quality-wise, we could have been a little bit better. So mm. I, I, I would say that Henry will have studied the limerick Clare games possibly more so than any other games to say, what are they doing <clears throat> that's getting them so close? And I, I, and I think we could see something... I won't say similar, but I, 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 th- I think that with like Carl Mannion playing in maybe a.k.a. Tony Kelly role or that type of stuff, I, 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 I think this will be tight as well. But, but TJ, TJ, Carl Mannion going out the field won't worry Limerick one bit in the slightest because Barry Nash will be sent after him, right? And the closer the Barry Nash gets to the goals, the better chance he has of scoring because he, I think he has about seven or eight points scored from cornerback already this year. The other thing is that I think Clare had, had a hangover after the Munster final. It was such a physical game and they went to extra time. I think the extra couple of weeks to Limerick will be a big help to them in terms of getting there, we say getting fresh. Plus, the last one of the. Remember, Limerick were beaten by Kilkenny 
couple of years back, Kilkenny led from the traps. And a lot of people said that, you know, it was a long layoff that led to that poor performance by Limerick. I think Limerick are, are forewarned because the same management are there. And I think they'll really come fresh. And I think if they get out of the blocks early doors, because they've been forewarned from a couple of years back, I can't see anything but a comfortable a com- comfortable victory on Sunday. Okay. Sunday. What do you think, Hoagie, uh, calling it overall? Do you think do you agree with Mark or would you see it maybe the war? You know, my TJ and TJ's only playing the fiddle there now, but I'm, I really see it as maybe being tricky. I think Galway plus six points in the, in the handicap would be enticing me to have my tenor on that. Yeah, I just just on the Cotmanian piece, but I I'd see certain parallels with ourselves uh, the way we used to lie and and Limerick in terms of the only time we had we went man to man as in if I, someone tracking someone was obviously Jackie one year when he decided he, he was targeted to pick up a lar. Other than that, down the toilet, we all, down the toilet, and everything with him. Yeah, exactly, out into the dressing room. But we, you know, we would have held our and backed our wing forwards and our midfielders with an extra man out there. To work like dog, they were the ones that were going to close the space down. So the same way Limerick do that Sean Finn or whoever Barry Nash will sit in front of the full back and sweep out, they'll back Hegarty and Morrissey and the two boys in midfield to make that war. So there's not going to be space. So that's if that's the way it pans out, I think there's a huge onus on Mannion and Connor Cooney if he plays centre forward between them to try and get a couple of points from out the field because Hannon likes to sit off a little bit and ask questions of Limerick then say, right, well, Galway have an extra man out here and he'd actually having an impact on the game the last thing you want to do is to have a, an extra man out the field and for him not to be impa- impacting the game because you've got you've got your man inside and completely you know securing things because again Mannion out the field getting on the ball he's looking for uh you know putting the ball through the eye of an eagle because he's looking for two Galway lights inside on three Limerick boys so he needs to, you know and he has the range he has that in his capability to pop balls or the bar and, and so I think those two boys, and then on top of that, as TJ mentioned, I think Galway do need to come up with something different, whether that's maybe Connor Whelan centre forward and running at a Hannon or, or something, you know, just something. It, it'll be too predictable if they put Connor in the edge of the square on KC. Limerick will be ready for that, and the boys are physically strong enough. There'll be a great battle, but it'll just be too. I think Galway need to come up with, with, with and ask a few questions that they can they can make it uncomfortable for that Limerick half back line. Otherwise, It'll be a Limerick win all day, I think. And to be honest, even aside from that, I still, I still think it, it, it's it's Limerick's game. I just, you know, I I, I do agree. I, th- I don't think it'll be, it, you know, it'll be a tough match for sure. I think Galway are are are, are a good side. You know, they're well equipped to ask plenty of questions. As I said, in neighbouring counties, I think they'll raise their game. I think the euphoria of getting that tight win against Cork down in Thurles, you could see the emotion afterwards. Were Clapping Henry, Henry is out with the players. There is a great, there is a very good morale within that group, and I think getting McInerney back would be a huge addition. And I think they'll come, you know, I think they'll come in the right mindset and ready, ready to face Limerick. But I just think Limerick will have too much. Whether they start a Lynch or bring him off the bench, I just think you know they'll have enough to get over the line, you know, with a couple of points to spare. Yeah, I think I think I'd be kind of go along with you. Like, there's mo- there's too many question marks with Galway, but I do think yeah. it could be a day in them. I just think Limerick, I don't know, just form is not savage. I don't think I wouldn't be as convinced as you, Mac, but I still think they will have enough. I think that there, there's more definites that you can hang your hat on with them than Galway at the moment, and I'd see them coming through. But lads, it should be it should be an exceptional weekend. I know TJ, uh, you're traveling up, and um, you're looking forward to um, two great games. 
I am. I'm just having enough and I'm planning to meet yourself and Jackie T for uh, a cup of tea at some stage, maybe tomorrow night uh, after the game and we'll, 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 we'll digest our coffee. We'll digest the first game. Um, I think, I, I actually think it's, it's, it's two games where I think you'd like to be in control. I think you'd like to be kind of in the box seat and then you'd like to be ahead. I think if Galway and, and let's say whoever, let's say whether it's Clare or Kilkenny, I think it, it, it'll be important to be controlling the game because there's an awful lot that the oppositions can do uh, tactically, basically, which challenges them when you're behind. So I'll sit you, I, I just think that the feeling I have is whichever team kind of gets in control here, like will we'll, we'll control the games and maybe control tactically what happens on the best foot. Yeah, brilliant weekend to look forward to. And look, two, two, two cracking games. And historically, like take out maybe a couple of them, right? Semi-finals are usually tight. And as I said, Joe, Maybe we could have an all extra time and the first hurling penalty shootout, and hopefully oh, we won't be talking some of the the ramesh that some of those football pundits were talking about there during the week. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we'll say nothing about that. Although, yeah, what a weekend! And <laughs> it's a fantastic hurling weekend, lads. And and you know, and I know I'm the senior, but we've pined on this show, Mark, for maybe the athletes to come back, the leashes to invest in these counties, to coach and underage and. You know, Leo Connor's gone to Offaly last two, three years, and obviously Mick with the with the seniors there, and you know, a bit unlucky not to be pushing on um in McDonough, but probably will come. But um mine minor final, twenty seven thousand sellout mark, and they're worried about too many under sixteens turning up. Isn't this isn't this incredible on Sunday? Like um and what a story, like and, and it's it's just where Hurland can go, lads, if we back those few counties that can get back to the top and keep doubling up there and you know it's 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 some match to look forward to as well isn't it well you huge credit to obviously both teams for getting to the final and as you all know playing minor with your county since you're kind of eight nine ten years of age you always want to put on your county jersey but the first real test is getting onto the minor team but for teams to get to a minor all-island final it's a massive massive occasion and then to find out that your county and the supporters around you are going to pack out the stadium for, for the All-Ireland Final, it's going to be some atmosphere there. It's, it's on in Nolan Park. Um, I heard there's free busloads of, because all the under-16s have been left in, so there's busloads coming from everywhere to get in to, to see the final. But um, I think great credit to Offaly because I suppose... They were one of the kingpins of hurling, I suppose, if you go back a decade or so. And they have, they've slipped, obviously, on the senior side. But they've gone down to the grassroots and they've plucked the team again. And like you, you played against the Pinkletons, the, the Dahi Regans, you know, all those kind of guys. They're, you know, there are new names coming out to take up that mantle. And it's a fantastic, um, a fantastic final. One mentioned there for there's, there's a long a young lad O'Callaghan playing wing back for Tipperary. He's that Paul O'Callaghan that hurled for Sars in Cork for years. So there's a, a small Cork connection there. It's only a small one, but we we are hanging on to. We're we're, we're obviously spreading the word daylight like we left one of our own out, and 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 it's great to see him coming through. But it's really really good, and you know. I suppose there's a part of me would hope that Offaly would win. Tip will be slight favourites for that game, I would suspect. Um, but it would be fantastic to see Offaly winning the game. Yeah, two two very different semi-finals. Claire and, and Offaly was a tactical kind of um, edgy game. Offaly got the two goals. Crucial, Claire didn't get any goal and, and they won it by four points, I think. And the other one, one was a shootout. Quite a game. A lot of talk about this Galway team. and 
Tip, who were after the layoff as well, after winning the penalties in Munster. But through a line of form, TJ, um, you'd have to give awfully a great shout, Claire and Tip going right down to penalties and couldn't be separated and awfully coming out and beating Claire. So, yeah, we won't go making predictions on this one, but, you know, it, it, it should make for a great close battle. Yeah, brilliant for Leo O'Connor, Limerick man who went up there. He was involved in the underage uh, setup in Limerick for years. And in fairness to him, he took, he, he took on a tough job up in Offaly when obviously it's, it's a little bit different now when things maybe weren't as rosy. Um, the, the, the strange thing about Offaly is this team was touted at the very start of this campaign as being a really, really good team. So the pressure was kind of on from within for them to deliver. And they've done that. And they've brought massive colour and crowds to all the way through because we remember that the game against Leash in the, in, in the Leinster final where there's a massive crowd again. Monday night or whatever, right? So, um, yeah, brilliant. And for them to sell out Nolan Park, I know some people were kind of saying, why wouldn't they have played it in Co Park maybe ahead of one of the other two games? But look, they've gone down this road. It'll be maybe a little bit difficult for maybe the travelling Limerick and Galway fans because the game's on TV, I think, at one thirty, so they, they won't see it. But brilliant occasion for the two teams. Um, and I suppose, look, from a neutral point of view, if, if, if Offaly can get back up the ladder, this would be a massive again for them. Um, I know, let's say, Michael Guignan and Shane Lowry and co and all of them have done a huge amount to get everybody on track up there and it's definitely, definitely heading in the right direction and this would be another massive feather in the cap for them. Yeah, and, you know, fairness to Digger, like, it wasn't an easy job to go in and try and take on, try and get in there. He did an awful job. I think uh, the, he, he could, his eyes were open to trying to get the job. He thought maybe that would be easy bit of it. it was the job. <laughs> I think that was the hard bit was uh, moving We've even seen it in Clare here. I think with Kieran Keegan coming in as chairman, it's been a bit of fresh air. Do you know? I think it's 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 playing off for them. Um, lads should be unbelievable weekend. Um, after a lot of heartbreak, lads, and um, a lot of a lot of tough times after the loss of, of Damien in Onrua and in Dungannon, and a lot of mourning, and couldn't get up to the funeral. I would have liked him to get up, but just the way it fell for me with it going into the weekend, I couldn't get up. But I know a lot of people travelled up. I just saw Lauren Gilfoyle uh, on Twitter saying herself and Tommy went up. Tommy be great. Small bit of bad health there, but he's again. Okay, no, he's flying it again. But uh, yeah, look terrible. But the boys are back and they're back on the horse as hurling people do. They're back training. I see uh, on Twitter there the lads are back and they're going to fulfil and to thank the Antrim County Board for allowing them a bit of space to play in the Antrim Senior League. Obviously, and they're back on the horse and uh, that's what that's what. Damien would have wanted, and uh, obviously that means we're back with the fantasy hurling lads. And you have four changes to make. Uh, our league is probably over, even though the man in second place might might disagree. He's he, he's he's already made his feelings known on who'll be in the final, so he'll be going strong there. The captaincy pick could be crucial. Uh, he's chasing down, but he's he's coming to beat yours the second time round, and he has still uh, about eighteen lengths to make up on TJ. And we all know the research now that's going on in Gary Spillane into this map. There's no way of catching him, Mac. I don't think whatever changes you make, he's gone. He's bolted. I I I need I need um I need an Aaron Shanahan from that league match that they played against you. They allowed something to score three three. But you never say never because I I was there when the Shawnee McGrath on Cadigan and Brian Hogan section there right over in the far right. Up in Kimball He's 200 in the, the uh, what they call that the small holly, the wooden spoon. <laughs> the spoon. I, I thought I'd have to be getting Sam Allardyce out to you at one stage, but you steadied the ship, so <laughs> you had a big week last week. But I'm never, I'm not going to give up Dale on this kid because TJ was gone so far in front to the foregone conclusion. But 
I won't give up yet. Mark, Mark she she should not, not be saying we, since you got a team of lads behind you picking the team as opposed to I. <laughs> it's a bit disingenuous, <laughs> isn't it? <no? laughs> Fact, Brian. Hoagie, you'd want to make a couple of changes now while you're lying by the pool there well, today. I tell you, yeah, it'd be a start anyway to make a few change, changes since I missed the last transfer window. I was in, I was in, I just went to the McDonald's with the young lad on the way up to the Leinster final and someone <laughs> said it to me, did you make your changes? I was like, oh Christ. So I knew I was in for a word of hurt the next time I came on here. You should have rang Larry. Larry gets to make late changes now. That's why Larry flies up there at the end of the tonight. He's well in with the okay. boys on road there. Yeah, yeah. Carl does let him make changes there just before the drawing. When there's some fella popped in, he could be Larry could pop him in as his captain, you know. So anyway, <laughs> there's our, our, our listeners league, lads. Um um uh Kieran, I'm on the board in front there, is it? TJ, you're up there. Kieran um, Kerrick. Yeah, well done. It's hard to see the small bit there, lads. We we try and blow it up for Monday. Yeah, my rovers. Yeah, my Rovers, uh, great savage score. TJ, you're not out of that. It'd be unreal for one of us to win that, TJ. Um, yeah, that's what I was kind of hoping that you might help me over the next 24 hours well, when well, the teams yeah. are peaked tonight. I might, uh, I'll, I'll pop you a message on, on the WhatsApp and see if you can do something for me, if we can pull another rabbit. Because it'd be nice to get one of us close to the right top, wouldn't it? So we're Who all was in your captain together? coming into the weekend? I know now you haven't well, made any changes yet. Who was your captain, your outgoing captain, or your current captain? TK. 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 You won't swap him out. Well, will he be yeah, the freeze? Does... I see Owen Marnon there. Shout out to Owen there. Top 10 there as well, Owen, in his time and by the green and gold, the hurling club. And, uh, mostly the black and yeah. white the football end of it there. But uh, hope things are going well in the States. Um, so, look, big changes. Will Will Peter Duggan be taking over the freeze? Will TJ be tempted to make a change to seal the deal? Yeah. Uh, we wish everyone the best of luck in that. We'll, we'll discuss further on Monday when we know who's Marco, who's who would you out. tell me, Mark, you were picking as your captain? Again? I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. Okay. I, 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 actually, okay. The TJ, how do you... I, if you want to ship out your captain, TJ, and you want to still make four changes, what do you have to do? Come on, you're the expert on well, this now. You study this at night. You have two choices, right? You, if you want to change your captain, it's considered a move, right? But if you drop your captain, right, you're, it's, it's not. Because then you, 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 can, you have a free player in as captain. Okay. Okay, yeah. so, so Mark, be all right you have to do it at the last transfer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, Marco has Lee Chen as captain, so when when he loses Lee, Lee, Lee Chen, this because he's obviously not playing. No, he's got a free pick as captain, so <laughs> it depends. And, and so, Chin unf- and Chin was a big help to me now. To be fair to him, the last day, Mas- and he should have got a penalty. Doggy, doggy. No, you have I, to gamble. I, like. I, I, I have the man picked. I have me mentioned. That's a Kilkenny man. So but I, I just you... won't be telling you, you scallywags. Yeah. It could be Keane Lynch. Could be. Could be Snaily one. Yeah. No, no. no. Won't be Keane Lynch. We'll have Dermot Burns. Dermot Burns. He's in the team. All I said is he'll be on the freeze. Oh. He'll be on the freeze. <laughs> yeah. Who yeah, takes yeah. the penalties to you, TJ? Oh, Aaron Gillen. We don't. We, we we don't get penalties, Mac. Last <laughs> <laughs> no, play before we walk here. <laughs> you had a great night, Mark. We we alluded to it at the start. You had a great. You're having great nights most nights of the week. The two of you. But look, as Hoggy says, he's on a bit of a holiday. now I might get one later on the year. But well, just as the ball is about to be thrown in in Crow Park, Marco, we'll know whether Purple Gown has uh, done the business at Nice. Will we? Oh, that's yeah, yeah. So I suppose yeah, just on the command racing. Uh, Thanks to everybody who turned up on uh, Wednesday evening in Tipperary. It was fantastic. And 
Literatus after, I suppose, a ropey enough start in Gordon, our first runner. Um, and, and we still have a lot of members. That there's about 150 people who have expressed an interest in joining the racing club. And we're putting a shout out here because we're going to, I suppose, the, the, the paid up members are, are allowed to go to Willie Mullins's on the 9th of April. And we'd love to see a few more of the people who expressed an interest. <laughs> Uh, to join the racing club, but that's that's up to, for some reason. July, yeah. You know, people may or may not be in a position to join, but if they are, please get the membership in. It's a bit like the I'm a bit like the treasurer of the Killer Club now, lads. Is there any chance we could at the last few fellas pay the membership for the year, lads? Because Mine, it's now in July and we we started from way back. But anyway, we were crack. But uh, yeah, Purple Gown Runs uh, has been declared by Jim on Saturday at five twenty-five in Nice. I don't know, Dale, will I be able to go or not yet. I'm minding the horses and falls for the weekend, so I could shoot up, I would, and maybe the message back on the TV, I would, I would go. But I, I think Purple Gown could be a little bit like Literatus. She might have a, a squeak each way. Okay, well said. And we'll, obviously the paid-up members will get the, the little bit of um, news on that. Uh, overnight and maybe early tomorrow so the best to look i doubt joanne will turn on the racing channel for me um five minutes before the the ball is thrown in by uh fergal horgan so uh, yeah we'll look at racing is racing have your phone and vibrate on the pocket right and we'll send you if you if you could feel if you could feel the phone vibrating at about 5 35 there's good news ahead <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, yeah, we'll be locked on. So, look, yeah, um, the best of luck to Purple Gown, and hopefully, she might do the business. Uh, you never know, Mac. Um, anything one, else for us to keep an eye out during the week, Mac? And any any other horse that we might just maybe just just keep that little coming? Um, um, ba -bum -bum -bum. no, 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 Watch no. We had a again. we had Rose, we had Sean Hannity's horse in the in the number oh. two spot last night in Tipperary Close. Rose Mallard 20 to 1 if you were on yesterday I would probably have said to you she'd have a good chance and she, in fairness so she'd had a great ride from Shane Fitzgerald to finish second that was down in the pack unfortunately TJ it could be getting a big rise in the weight I'd say, after the performance last night but uh, no not, not yet at the moment but um, I'm sure there'll be more opportunities coming Okay, lads. Um, any foggers, TJ? I'm getting a lot of foggers, lads. But um, I'll, I'll give a quick run through them now in a sec. No, I, I, I'll, I'll leave it to you this week, Dale. I might have a couple from Monday or whatever. So I think we've, we, we have a nice Monday to look forward to. We, we might be um, coming to you from a really exciting location on Monday morning. So talking about the All-Ireland semi-final. So watch this space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we, well, man, we, TJ, but you're keeping that. the cat in the bag. I like that. I like That's that. Tough. And stuff we'll have to be home and in bed early Sunday night. Um, yes, so, yes, uh, yeah, just a couple of bits, lads. Um, just um, couple of bits and pieces to run through. Just like to thank the lads from Cartin and Kilbritton, Jimmy Wall's crew. Great day, Saturday. Um, the Partine lads, great farm with the Hawaiian shirts on them, and uh, a happy birthday, belated. Like, obviously, we wish the team here, but Joy English. And the group from Killaloo who are standing in Kilrush, they had a great crack. And uh, I enjoy dropping you back into Kilrush. Like the stories going in and were unbelievable. And Dwayne, this, this is amazing when you're the sober driver at the end of the night. I can imagine what Louise was listening to 
last Friday night. Um, <laughs> I new think home it was nothing. <laughs> <laughs> nothing. Yeah, but a shout out to those. Um, just a quick shout out, lads. Um, I'll have obviously the time will be getting short after the weekend, but Kilmacud Sevens, obviously close close contacts with Kilmacud Crooks. What a day that is, lads. And going ahead this year, first time ever in July. So it's new for them as well. But any clubs that are um are interested or some of them be out of the championship sure it's been run so quick. Um they'll have plenty of time to go and enjoy it. And it's a great day. Um been involved in it with Clark Astor, yeah. with Kim McCord um as well. And uh, it's a fantastic day out. So there get your teams in there quick, I'd say, because that'll fill up fairly quick. And just a shout out, lads, for a fundraiser for for um Cancer research, I think, and and um, it's St. Francis Hospice in Dublin and Breakthrough Cancer Research and MEV Tavior. Um, just um, tragic loss in August 2020 of uh, Helen O'Leary, Helen Ganana. She would have been known up this way. She great camogie player with um, Troke and Claire. And uh, just to show Owen, Owen gave me a show to her husband. Um, they're having, they're going cycling from Mellon to Mizzen, raising all money for all those charities. And uh, it'd be great if people just have a look, go fund me, cycle for Helen, throw a couple of bob lads. It's all, you know, we don't know when any of this will visit our own doors and, and hasn't will at, at times. And so anything we could do, and I know Helen was a great, she she would have loved uh, the hurling and she was great pals with the Clanlara lads and uh, really enjoyed 13, I suppose, especially. And uh, would love to be there at the weekend and and, and uh, we'd be thinking of Owen and the lads who they're starting to cycle uh, on Sunday. So he's a good Corkman, Mark. So he wasn't over, over. It's Sunday the seventeenth. Sorry, um, the week, the day of the final. So Mark Owen O'Leary, even though a great Cork a hurling man, he wasn't that confident either, Mark, of of uh, being there <laughs> up back in the final days. He knows it's a five-year plan. But let's know. Shout out to the lads doing the cycle and people on the route. And uh, I hope that's a massive success for you on. And we, you know, we may give it a plug again before it. You know, and to build up to the All Ireland for you because I think it's a great yeah. bantry man. And look, hopefully, hopefully that goes goes well for you. And a quick shout out to my nephew Thomas in Camden Town, who listens to, listens to us every week, and is getting fits of laughing. Arsenal supporter like Larry, and will be very worried with the Tottenham uh, movement. Richarlison now on the way to White Hart Lane. Mark, what you make of that? Like we're signing left, right, and centre. We're we're not allowed to discuss soccer on this program. You told me are. a long time ago. No, that was rugby. <laughs> Only if the Spurs, is that it? Was, that was rugby, mate. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So no, that's just a couple of photos there. Go on, yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, uh, Tom Kenny, uh, a man that has uh, played his trail in the middle of the field for a long, long time. He's been a great player. His dad passed away uh, this week. So just to, to send up commiserations to Tom and, and, and his family. And um, uh, we bumped into a buddy of yours, Dale, a former uh, classmate uh, by the name of Jerry Kelly, the number one vet, I would say, probably in the world, over in Feathered. Uh, I had a little filly there, and I just to thank Jory and the team, Jesus and Rebecca in Feathered, for making sure she was in the departure lounge a couple of times, Dela. You know, if you're watching those medical programs and they say, clear, paddles. But anyway, they, uh, <laughs> they brought her back to life, and she is booking and railing. So, Jory and the team in Feathered, thanks very much. And I know oh, he's a big cool podcast as well. Yeah, so, I, DK just, often took me out of a halt as well, Mark, with the homework and Flannins. I tell you, and I'd have nothing done, no better man. He was a boarder there, great footballer absolutely. as well. Jerry obviously played full back for that great Clare team that beat Kerry in '92. Top man, GK, great, great bloke. He was a great, 
we weren't always great friends with all the boarders, you know, but uh, GK was one of those that we were great friends with. Top man, obviously. Absolutely, yes. No problem. Great stuff, great stuff, great stuff. Um, TJ, last word. Hoagie, factor 15 Oh, When are you back, Hoagie? <laughs> back back on uh, Saturday week, uh, Delo. Oh, um, I have three things weeks. to do now. Yeah, I have three things to do today. Um, I have to pay... Landers, his pocket money. Sorry, I mean the membership uh, for a come on racing. Um, I have to pick me, me team for fancy hurling. And then I have to head to the pool uh, for the rest of the afternoon. So that's me going. And have you the Irish bar have you the Irish bar picked out to watch the game in like? Oh, I have. I have. Don't ask me the name of it, but it's in the village two over from here. We're in, not in Santini, but the next one over. It's about a, a 15-minute drive. So we'll be we'll be we're well sorted. Don't worry about that. Okay, okay, I'll be thinking of you. I'll be thinking of Mr. Turrell, Mr. Turrell, cover me for you, as he often covered for you and you for him and over the years. So he'll watch me anyway. Don't worry, you'll be well, you'll be under control. Oh, I'll be controlled in the square, as Mick Shea said. Um, so great stuff, lads. Um, hopefully, Elton John tonight, Dilla. What will I see you? Elton John tonight, Elton John. <laughs> Obviously, the county board didn't feel that we had a chance to get to the All Ireland final either. So, where's he? We'll go to Elton Johnson You must have all the debt paid off at this stage between Ed Sheeran and Elton John. <laughs> and who else was there? Was go so on. But show, hey, come here. We're getting, we're getting the money from the outside manager in the future. <laughs> Marco, it's very, it's very evident that an old cock one that I learned you have the price of an echo. Don't at the moment. Things are bad. Things are bad like it. He's cut off his ear. Press that mute button there, they look quick. Yeah, just mute him, Harry. Will you? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So look, thanks, folks. I hope you enjoyed the, the journey to Dublin. And if we charted it a bit, uh, that'd be great as well. So we hope you enjoy the rest of it out there. I hope you don't have to look forward to an Ireland kid, but if you do, sure, we'd we'll be used to that. We know what you bring. Um so great stuff. Uh, thanks, lads, and uh, safe, safe traveling for everyone. And I hope great hurling two big All Ireland semi-finals and another minor final. So best look to everybody and over and out from us on a Friday morning, which is unusual. And Mick Shea is not outside waiting to get in. Thanks to our sponsors, Renault, the Renault Capture, the versatile, compact family SUV. A, a, a grain, alright. A, a grain, alright. Tip the scale. Just remember that, lad. There's a small bit of a needle there. Come on, Mayo. You've got to get Andy Moran into the game. Our mission was to show that we're no longer the whipping boy.